everybody, it's Isaiah Terry, host of the On Season Podcast, founder of the Isaiah Terry brand. It's a pleasure to be on the airwaves with you once again. Now, it's been a while since we've been together. Thank you for coming back to just check us out and hear us once again. Over the past couple of weeks, we've had the opportunity to meet not one, but two ECW originals future Hall of Famers in my eyes, and hardcore legends in the industry of professional wrestling. Check out these interviews. It's a short episode today for me, but hopefully you've enjoyed the last few episodes we've put out. Just know that there's more to come. We're going higher, and things are going to get better here in 2021. Thank you so much. Enjoy. All right. So, uh, once again, it's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Credible. Oh, nice to meet you, my friend. All right. And uh, I want to ask you some questions about uh, your time in ECW and also uh, a little bit of about how you felt about the uh, WWE revamp, the failed relaunch. Sure. If you are comfortable with me calling it a failed relaunch. Sure. All right. Uh, well, we can actually start with that. Uh, so, what was... Did you get any particular calls in regard to it did you reach out to wwe mm-hmm. and no they, what was uh, it what they was called it like? me uh right after the i mean to do the first one night stand and uh mm-hmm. i was always part of the the plan of uh doing the relaunch so uh, yeah they, they they called us uh, the, a bunch of the ecw originals all right and uh, heading on over there um, how'd you feel about it uh, initially, I felt great. I thought it was a uh, great opportunity to uh, get closure on something that you know I thought was very special, and so did the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with ECW, so uh, I thought it was just a really great opportunity for the boys and for the fans. So, uh, you know, we were all uh, very excited. All right. And with the excitement, then, how do you feel now about House of Hardcore? Do you have any active roles in House of Hardcore? Uh, I do not. I have worked for House of Hardcore uh, a couple of times, and uh, I think it's, uh, it's a really cool promotion. I think Tommy Dreamer is doing a great job, and, uh, he, you know, he captures uh, the spirit, uh, if anything else, of ECW. Mm-hmm. Okay. And speaking of the spirit of ECW, how do you feel about the passing of New Jack? What is that? How does that leave you feeling? You know, it makes me sad. Uh, you know, he's a great guy and uh, somebody that will be sorely missed. Absolutely. You know. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. All right. What's up, bro? So, um, when I first start off talking about. Uh, if you don't mind talking about the uh, broken neck incident with Gary. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on that, how you're feeling now about oh, If I'm not pushing the envelope, no, asking that, starting off with it's that. It's how heavy. wrestling is supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I was talking about this earlier today, wrestling. Every fan in that building had seen every conceivable possible angle they could see. Mm-hmm. Barbed wire, fire, mm-hmm. scaffolds swinging on chains. So why did those fans buy that particular thing? Like not not a person in that building thought, oh, Gary's healed up and you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what it actually was. 
And uh, so they, I thought somebody was fucking with me. What are they doing? So those fans yeah. bought it hook, line, and sinker. And the reason was they outthought themselves as marks. They thought Paul booked it too far, Gary pushed it too far, or Shane Douglas took it too far. Mm-hmm. None of those were. It was a great work. And that's why they rioted it and tried to get it. If they could have got our hands on me, their hands on me mm-hmm. and Franny, they would have killed us that night. Yeah. That was this. You know, I'd grown up in the business hearing old timers talk about white heat. And then, uh, you get the point. Oh, those guys just putting themselves over. It doesn't, it's not real. Mm-hmm. You know? And I saw it that night. And when I saw it that night, it was terrifying. Terrifying that in that split second. But afterwards, thinking like, fuck, we can draw money with this. Right. If they're that pissed off, they're going to come. Right. And uh, for. Two or three months, me and Franny had to be snuck into buildings uh, in the trunks of cars. Mm-hmm. My ex-wife was getting death threats at home, which is when we bought a dog and alarm system and a gun and all of that. Uh, you know, that's that's how it's, you know, again, the, me as a character, I never went out there thinking, I got to worry about my t-shirt sales, or I got to be cool, or I got to be tougher than everybody. I went out and ran my mouth and then did this from baby faces. Mm-hmm. It, it was so simple in the way it's supposed to be done. Bill Watts used to say, Black hat, white hat, that's wrestling. You got the white hat that knows how to shine, and you got a heel that's gonna run his mouth and set the Pratt Falls up. It's it's just now at that point, just count the money as it comes in. Got you. And if you don't mind for me, could you define give us an accurate definition of a mark? There's a lot of ideas of what it well, means in the wrestling community, uh, and we need honest, a definitive I'm, answer. Dude, I'm perplexed. I don't know where the word mark ever became a negative term. Mm-hmm. I'm a mark. I love professional wrestling. I can watch great wrestling 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. And I'm not just saying that because it's a, I'm, I'm being interviewed by somebody for the business. Right. I grew up watching. We didn't have internet and Bluetooth and all you know, VCRs and all that stuff. I could watch wrestling Saturday night at midnight mm-hmm. and maybe here or there, you know, catch it. But if if I had Bluetooth or a device back then, 24 hours, dude, I'd have been watching Hardy Race, Bruno San Martino, Ricky Steamboat, whoever. I never saw the matches. I read about the magazine, like Carnoodle and, and uh, uh, Sarge against uh, Steamboat and uh, Jay. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen those matches, but just from the pictures, you're like, oh, fuck, look at that. Right. But you couldn't see it. You know, so I don't know where that term, somewhere in the last 20 years, like, I think people in our business started using, like, oh, you're a mark. Hey, you're not. So, yeah. fuck, you got boots and tights and travel the world. You're not a mark. Because if you're not, you're in the wrong industry. And sadly, we do have people in the business today that aren't in the wrong business. I love the business of professional wrestling. So I don't know where it became a negative term, but to me, what Mark means is fans that pay their hard-earned money to come buy our pictures, come watch us wrestle. It's it's, it's an ingratiating term, not a negative term in any way. So I I don't know where it became a negative term. Yeah, he's went out. This is an Isaiah Terry brand production. Thank you for listening to the on-season podcast. Remember, wrestling never has an off-season. Have a great day.